When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello everyone and welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. If you're not, then what's wrong with you? I mean, come on, look at that news that has just broken. Honestly, these past 24 hours, uh, I've been erratic pretty much. It's just been so hard to keep calm with the news that... uh, Arsenal have just reached an agreement to sign Declan Rice. But, you know, I've not even started the show and we're already going off on a massive tangent. This is one in, one out, one bangs. But I think before we get into the actual premise of this show, we've got to talk about the breaking news. But before we do that, joins with three wonderful guests. One is, in fact, my co-host, Amanda. I'll start with you. Thank you for coming on the show. You're here because I don't know how to use StreamYard. How does it feel to be back? This isn't my show. This is alien to me. Um, this is Chris's show and your show. Um, I was only here two days ago talking to Guns and Yellow Ribbons and it was great. And I remember saying to Fergus, do you trust they do to get the job done? He went, no. I was quite like, yeah, okay. Two days later, rice, rice, baby, all in a good mood. Nice to be here, James, pressing buttons and playing with knobs and things like that. That's what I'm doing. Careful where you say that. And uh, Danny, fantastic <laughs> to have you back on, mate. It's been uh, it's been way too long. How are you keeping? I am very good. I'm uh, full of sausage and burger, which means it's a good day for me. And I woke up today at half past four p.m. There's a lot of uh, euphemisms going on early in the chat. James, what have you got for me, mate? Anything just as inappropriate? No, my hands are here. So, yeah, I'm all clear. There's no playing with knobs and uh, no burgers or sausage for me. Lovely stuff. But, but plenty of helpings of rice. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, we'll stay with you, mate. I mean, we were just talking before on air. You you were so confident that this deal was going to be going ahead. Um, it looks like, fingers crossed, toes crossed, touch wood, that uh, with the news that Ornstein has just tweeted <clears> that <throat> we've reached an agreement with West Ham at long last, that uh, we've got our man. I mean, what's a signing, what a statement of intent this is from Arsenal. 
yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think a lot of people, as well as having big helpings of rice, have got to eat a lot of words tonight as well. You know, I've seen a lot of slander towards someone that was a invincible and a double winner for this club. Oh, he can't get it done. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, he, he met my godfather at the races the other day with Sol Campbell. And they, he said, trust him. He knows what he's doing. And uh, look what he's done. He's pulled it off. And Mikel has. And again, as much as Havertz, I feel, was Mikel Arteta going, hang on here. I really want this guy. Get this done. And we've done it. I feel the same here for Declan Rice. This is two signings that our manager has really gone. I want both of these. And they were so important to get because... When that preseason starts, these two are going to be starting midfielders now for this club. They're both going to be week in, week out playing in that team. And you need them for preseasons to bed in, to get to know the teammates and everything else, because they're two arguably really important positions on the pitch. And to get them secured and get them secured before we even play a preseason game is absolutely amazing. You know, I point out a lot of stuff this club does wrong. Uh, and I'm also very quick to praise it when it does stuff right. And this is absolutely superb. So, yeah, well played to all involved. Yeah, you have to say, Danny, I mean, it has been so refreshing for not just this summer, but last summer as well to see Arsenal act early, know exactly what their targets are. And differently to last summer, where, you know, we had the likes of Lissandro Martinez top of our list and we didn't quite get him because United came in and just put all the money down. It's us on the other side of the table this time. And, you know, I'm not always an advocate of just paying whatever it takes to get a player in. I don't think that's always the right way to do things because you just have to look at United in the way, you know, they're getting shafted for Mason Mount. But in this instance where Rice is such a unique player and he's so in my opinion, such a perfect fit for Arsenal and Arteta so clearly wants him to have just slapped that money down today after a couple of weeks of negotiating. It's just it's just relief, isn't it? Took its sweet time. And I think as our football fans, we need to just forget about how much money it costs. Uh, most people I know don't give this club a, a penny out of our own pocket. So what does it matter? And as uh, Mike from the Gooners pod was explaining to me in a, in a, in a Twitter, uh, WhatsApp last night, this isn't, you don't look at this as a £105 million move. You look at it as X amount this year, X amount next year, maybe a little bit more the year after, and then a little bit more if he does this, that or the other. Um, I think um, West Ham are holding on because he's going to have clauses in contract that say, if, if you win this or you win that, you're going to get more money. Well, if it had gone to West Ham, um, if it had gone to Man City, they would have got definitely more money because he will win the league. He will win the Champions League. He will do this, that and the other. But we have got a player. I, I we always go on about the the Hayland boys. This bloke is born in Kingston upon Thames in London. He's only twenty four years old. Forty three games for England. I hadn't didn't realize I don't really watch England. I didn't realize he played so many games for England. It's just yet another step towards me taking notice of England as a team again because we've we've got Ramsdale. We should have Ben White. We've we've got we've got Saka. We should have Smith Rowe. We've got Rice. We've got we oh, we're almost getting to the point where it's almost going to be a, a start in England starting eleven of Arsenal players. And then I might actually care about England again. But it's just great. A, a really good signing. But I just, I was saying to Mike and Andy last night that when I own the club, I'll get uh, Declan Rice in the room. I'll get David Sullivan in the room. And I go, right, you leave this room. The deal's done. You're, we're not buying him. We stay here, uh, much like a, 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 a Cobra meeting for the government. We're staying in here until the deal is done. None of this people tweeting, they know this, they know that. that. No, I'm not. don't tell anyone you're coming. We work out a deal and then you leave after the deal's been sorted because all this nonsense on Twitter. 
I've, I've just been ignoring Twitter for days because it's absolute nonsense and people trying to make a living off the back of it. it yeah, just... I, th- I think a lot of um, Arsenal fans were in a bit of a meltdown when Demarcio tweeted last week that uh, City were advancing into talks with him. But Amanda, for you, um, I mean, <clears throat> signing Rice on its own is an absolutely phenomenal thing for Arsenal to have done. Like I said before, it's a massive statement of intent. You know, I've never seen Arsenal go to these lengths and the fact we're putting down a £100 million plus bid is just, you know... I, I didn't think I'd see Arsenal do that. Not not this soon into the process anyway. And it's testament to how far the club have come. But the fact that we've pipped Man City to his signature, who, you know, a lot of people have said we're never truly in for him, you know, never did the groundwork. They've just come in because they've lost Gundogan. I mean, they did put down a substantial bid. I mean, they're not just doing that, you know, just 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 on a whim. Um, the fact that we've got gotten in there and we've made our statement of intent very clear by just kind of... You know, we were worried about City blowing us out of the water. I don't want to say we've blown them out of the water, but our latest bid is significantly you know, higher than what they've just bid. To have got it over the line, I mean, how how big is that for us? Oh, it's massive. It is massive. But the biggest thing about it all is that Declan Rice chose us. He didn't want to go there anyway. He wanted us. Money didn't speak in this. Don't get me wrong, he's not being paid poorly. He's not going to get the wages he'd have got a City. But that just shows the stature of the man, I'm afraid. Um, I'm not afraid. that It's great news. Absolutely great. We've got a player that wants to play for us. Nothing to do with money because he'd have gone there. It had been set for life. Um, he's wanted to come from us from day one. And Danny's right. Twitter went into meltdown. Not everybody. Not everybody. Um, a bit like James, uh, about 10 days ago, I sort of told that it's so much more positive. So when Twitter went into meltdown, I thought it was quite funny. And I kept saying to people, just keep the faith. You know, you could tell this was slightly different to a lot of transfers where we lose. It really is. There was no... no um, Rumours from the Declan Rice camp about City. There was nothing like that. He wanted Arsenal. He got Arsenal. Edu got his man. And, you know, those people that went for Edu over the seasons, you know, when he was in the director's box and people were going for him, should hang their heads in shame. You need patience. It takes time to build a football club. And the fact that I've been arguing with Gunas today is hilarious. And City fans. Because City fans want us to think that Erling Haaland cost 50 million quid. Put a one in front of it and then we'll all agree, 150 million. Um, They're coming at us now saying, oh, you've bought, you know, you're buying the league. Everyone buys players to try and win trophies. They're on a different level and I think that's what they need to understand. However, it's not about them. It's fantastic news. And I think that's the only, that's the start. We know Havertz is virtually done. We've seen promo videos. I don't know if we've seen these, but we've seen it. Um, and again, as I will say to everybody, give Havertz a chance because not a lot of people want him. Um, no, Jorginho done the right for us. Ramsdale, the list is endless. But the club have done so much right, extending many contracts, James, as well. And, you know, they've got a plan. And this is what I felt over the years we didn't have much of. And now we've got a good plan. I feel confident. Last season's pre-season was awesome because obviously Jesus joined us. This season, I mean, Declan Rice, what a player. And a bit like Danny, I don't watch England at all. But I think if, if some of our players like Saka, I mean, ESR scored last night, start playing for England, I'll probably start watching. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned about the whole money thing because I I've seen a lot of City fans, a lot of rival fans saying that you know 100 million is is ludicrous, but it's what you've got to pay to to get these sorts of players in. I've got no problem with it. It's not my money, and I think it's a it's a great. And that's James. Sorry, that is another thing I've been arguing about today. It's not our money. They don't listen to us anyway. It's not our business. We are supporters of the club. If they want to spend 300 million on a player, that is their business to do it, James. It's not our money. Everyone needs to remember that. You can have an opinion, absolutely. But 105 million and and what Danny was saying about what Mike was saying, it is over a couple of years as well. And let me tell you, in shirt sales alone, can you imagine how many people are going to go and get the new, probably mental second away shirt with rice on the back of it? I'll be one of them for sure. But all I was going to say was about that. Um, I mean, it's taken us a long time to get into a position where we're able to spend this sort of money. You know, I can't remember a time when we laid out significant amounts. And OK, we, we have done it in previous years. I'm not going to deny that. You know, we spent money on players like Pepe who haven't worked out. Um, when we haven't got the right projects, we haven't got the right direction. You go back even further, we've spent money on the likes of Mustafi, Lucas Perez. Um, but, you know, in terms of huge outlays, I think obviously Pepe aside, this is the first time we, we've really, really done that. But you've got to remember there was also periods where we moved from Highbury to the Emirates where we didn't spend any money at all, mm. where we sold our prize assets. We sold Nazri, we sold Adi Bayor, we sold Fabregas, um, we sold Robin Van Persie. I mean, we've, we've been through years of suffering to get to a point where the Emirates project, if you like, even though it's 17 years later at this point, is finally getting off the ground and we're starting to see the rewards that we've waited for for so long and um, I mean there's so much to be positive about Arsenal and I do want to move on from the Rice discussion because it's so easy to get swept into this we could do a whole podcast on it Um, Mm. but JJ I'm just going to ask you one quick question Um, I think you you're of the opinion that Havertz Rice Erdegaard could be the midfield free next season I was just wondering because a lot of people were talking about Rice playing as the six playing as the eight I think he's good enough to play in, in either of those positions in Excel how do you see him fitting into this Arsenal team? Yeah, so I've had this discussion for weeks on other podcasts that I do, and I believed he was being purchased as an eight because Kai Havertz was coming in as a second nine option. Um, and I thought that means that it's, you know, literally put up or shut up time for Eddie or Balogun as well, because now you've got Havertz that's a potential second nine you've got Trossard who's been used there more than Nketiah towards the end of the season when he you know sort of dipped a bit um but I think now seeing all the reports and the articles Arteta is very much of the opinion that no Kai Havertz is going to play my Granite Xhaka replacement and I'm going to get more output you know Granite Xhaka last season arguably had his best season for us I Mm. won't I won't you know I won't sit here and slander the guy um but he feels that Kai Havertz is going to get him more production in that position. And he said it weeks and weeks ago in a conference. He said that, you know, if, if what I'm building is a car, I need a better engine. And it's right. You know, Thomas party for as much as I think he's a good player, his hamstrings pop every two, three games Mm. and you can't trust him. He's going to international duty with the club doctor. That's terrible. If he can't be trusted to, you know, look after himself on his own, he has to have the doctor sort of chaperone him to make sure that he doesn't overexert himself or hurt himself. That's not a good sign. Plus, you've got everything else that's outside of football that I won't touch, I won't go into, but that plays on his mind as well. I think you're seeing a player there. You know, all the other sixes that we've got in the club, Jorginho and El Nenny, they're all going 
that way. They're all regressing. They're not going to get any better. They are what they are now, and they're either going to stay like that or they're potentially going to get worse. So to sign Declan Rice, who you know can go that box to that box and do that all game and do it twice a week, he's a two-game-a-week player. We haven't got a lot of them in this squad. It's it's just genius. It really is genius, James. I can't I can't you know anyone that's knocking it, you're mental in my opinion. Sorry, <laughs> you're no, I, mental. I can tell you're buzzing about it, mate. Um, Daddy, for you, I mean, it, it shouldn't be forgotten that we have also spent sixty five million quid on Havertz. I mean, that's just how productive Arsenal have been um, with this start to the window. I mean, to have spent. 170 odd million on two players so early on. I mean, we're not even in July yet. Not even in July. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Havertz is kind of like the Fabio Vieira of this transfer window. Came out of absolutely nowhere. No oh, one expected him. Style wise. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, how do you see Havertz fit into this Arsenal team? So, I mean, JJ, I think, is of the opinion that Rice sits at the six. Havertz is one of the eights alongside Erdegaard. My only slight gripe with that is that I'm not sure Havertz has got the defensive acumen to do what Jacker did this season. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. JJ's disagreeing, but Danny, I'm going to let you have your No, no, no. I am agree. You, 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 no, you're spot on. Yeah. You, you're not going to get Kai Havertz doing that granite shack tackle at Newcastle away. No chance. So, no, you're, you're spot on, mate. Defensively, he's, he's got to work on that big time. So, um, Danny, does that leave us more susceptible in that area, perhaps? Well, I think the formation isn't going to change from last season. And we've seen that sometimes our central midfield got a little bit packed when Zinchenko moved into central midfield. So, what we've got at the moment, we've got direct replacements. Party out the door, Rice in, same position. Havertz coming in to cut to play in the Xhaka role. And then we will have Zinchenko when he does move into central midfield. It's not going to be uh, a little bit of chaos at which time, at times it was last season, which was a, a little bit disconcerting because you don't want to see too many players in the in the middle of the field getting in each other's way. You won't, like you were saying, uh, Cookie, you're not going to see Havertz tracking back and getting the ball. But Xhaka, when he plays his best, when he was playing in, in the Bundesliga before we bought him, he didn't do that tracking back kind of defensive thing. He wasn't asked to, but it's just another, yeah, like, like when we bought Mikel Arteta. 
Wenger played when he was at Rangers and PSG and Everton. He was he was almost like their Dennis Bergkamp. He was playing in the the, uh, the attacking midfield role. He was a wonderful player. Wenger brought him to Arsenal and like he used to do so many times wrongly. He went, oh, by the way, I can't afford it. There are there are no DMs in world football. Like at the moment, there's a shortage of quality centre-backs. Back then, shortage of um, really good defensive midfielders and he didn't want to spend all the money. So I went, well, you, you can read the game really well. You're going to go and play in the DM role and kind of ruined Arteta's career because he got kicked and... And tackled all the time, which caused all of his injuries. And so that we're going to get someone like Rice coming in who's really clever. That's what we need. It's the kind of quarterback role, isn't it? You need somebody who can read the game so well. I mean, it's, you look the way Saliba does it. You watch Saliba. He, he is like, he, like he's in Matrix. He freezes time and reads the game. Whereas Gabriel next to him just runs around kicking people and gets away with it because he's a bit of a thug when it comes to being football. You need intelligent players who can read the game. And Party, as great as he is, his heart isn't in him. He's got stuff going on like James uh, tried to avoid. He's got stuff going on that is going to be on his mind and he needs to go somewhere. He's going to go, He's got his bucket, his spade, he's got his flip-flops. They're not sliders, they're flip-flops, you morons. And his bucket and he's off to play in the sand, hopefully. Get rid of him. He's just going to be, that is going to be a problem we don't want at the, at the club. And I think part of the reason why he went that, the, the physio went on international duty with him is just to make him make sure he, he behaves himself and because his players tend to think, oh, no one ever says no to me. And he needs someone there to keep an eye on him. But the players coming in are direct replacements for what we've got. And it's going to be fantastic because we saw last season that we broke our Premier League record for the most number of goals scored in the season. And we weren't even trying. That's the good thing. We've now got goals from even more positions. And one other final thing. I tweeted last night. Only a few years ago, you could have bought West Ham for the money that we're paying for for um, Declan Rice. I've got the details here, 2010. Uh, 2006, the Icelandic group bought West Ham for 85 million. 2010, the Sullivans bought the club when the club was valued at 105 million. So we could have bought the entire club 13 years ago. Stick that up your bum, West Ham fans. Danny, he doesn't just go around kicking people, Gabrielle. Someone's actually said that. He's a monster. Oh, I love him, but he doesn't go around kicking people. He's the Martin Keown of modern day football. He just goes out there and roughs people up. And the Sol Campbell was the the Saliba. You have to have a little bit of yin, a little bit of yang, and luckily the uh, Saliba is there to uh, do the wonderful passing. Mm. You know, I do. I do actually think Gabriel's passing game is a little bit underrated. He does do the kicking stuff. He does get stuck in, but his his ability to play a ball. I mean, he's a great player. On. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, he was one of my players of the season last mm. year and before that as well. I thought it was Those absolutely two fantastic. Perfect combination, definitely. And with potentially. Timber coming in. I don't want to jinx anything, but I mean, our defensive arsenal is looking absolutely fantastic. But I promise we will get onto the actual premise of this show at one point, um, at some point. We but have Amanda, a premise. We, we do, we do, mate. And we'll probably only cover it in about five oh, minutes, given the way we're going. Out, of course. But uh, Amanda, um, Danny mentioned Partey there and him potentially leaving Arsenal. I have reservations about Partey and Jack are leaving in the same window because it leaves us with as JJ alluded to before, the likes of El Nene and Jorginho as the backups in that six role. Um, I don't think we should be letting Partey go. How do you feel about it? No, I don't want Partey to leave. I said it last week. I'll say it this week. I don't want Partey to leave. Um, but we don't know who else is coming in as well. Remember, this is very public with Declan Rice and Havertz. There'll be another one that we have no idea about and all of a sudden they'll sign. Um uh, well, nothing said about Jackie yet, so I suppose they're waiting for Declan Rice um, to 100% sign. 
Shame. I really don't want both of them going. But no, I don't want Parsi to leave. Um, no, I think it'll be an interesting one. I, I mean, I, you, like you mentioned, there could be someone else coming in. I think after Rice, Habertzens, hopefully Timber are done, I think we'll probably see a bit of stagnation in terms of incomings, which I've not got a problem with because I'm really happy with those three signings. I'd be happy to go into the new season with those three guys on the basis that we kept Partey, I think. But... I think we're going to see a period of maybe a month or two, um, or hopefully just a month, because if we go for two months, then uh, we're at the end of the window. But if it's just a month, we get rid of all of those players that we want to transfer this. If we could raise about 75 to 100 million optimistically, I think we've got the players there to do it. Then once that's done, the net spend comes down and we might be in a position to go out and buy someone like a Lavia. I don't think that's a player that we're going to snap up very, very quickly. So I think, you know, Liverpool, for example, who are rumoured to be in for him, if they want to act quickly, they could get that done quite easily. Because I just don't think we're going to spend big bucks on anyone else anytime soon. Um, but do you, you... You make a good point okay. there, James, as well, because the best thing about obviously getting all these three, hopefully in through the door now as well, is all these players that we've got that we can sell. We're in no rush because we're desperate to sign somebody. We've done all the main sort of deals that we want to do now. So all these people that come in with stupid bids, we can go to them, jog on, pay us what, pay us the proper bids and we can sell them for the money that they're actually, you know, we, we haven't got a rush. You, like you've said, we can stagnate now for a bit because we've got the main nucleus of the players that we really needed. And then we can be, you know, if, you know, people offering like 25 million and that for Tierney, no, we're making a profit on Tierney or we're getting the same. We're not making a loss on the guy. The guy still could be, he, he could walk into any other team in the league and be their best left back. So you pay us what we really want for him and none of this stupid nonsense. That's, that's the other great point. And you have to give, again, the club as much credit as you can because that, that allows us now to get proper bids in for people that we need to sell. And that's the only real gripe that I've got is we don't, you know, since Awobi and Chamberlain, our sales, okay, Willock as well, I can, I'll can, i give you that one. But our sales have been quite poor. But hopefully this season we actually do sell some people for some good money. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because we've got a lot of, I, I think, sellable assets. You know, whether Tierney is one of them, I'd love the guy to stay, but he is one of those guys that could raise funds. Balogun, again, another one that I'd love to see in pre-season, but could raise funds. Um, I think there's players in there that could be trickier to negotiate. Someone like Pepe, perhaps. I can see another and hopefully final contract termination there. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot to be optimistic about. I mean, these contract extensions for Saliba, for Nelson, for Saka, for Ramsdale... It's just a breath of fresh air. I mean, Arsenal are operating in a serious professional manner that we've not been accustomed to in previous years. So I've just got to tip my hat um, to the club because what they're doing is just uh, just formidable and how anyone can criticise it um, is beyond me. I mean, some of the stuff I saw towards Edu in the boards after what Di Marzio tweeted last week that City had entered the race. I mean, what... Well, it's the what, same morons tweeting the same stuff. That's how they're on the back of my There's a certain moron who does it who's been banned from Twitter. Just trying to make a living on slagging the club off. And then well, he, never, he never comes out with a retraction and going, oh, uh, I, I spoke a bit early, too early there, does he? No, they'll well, probably say, Danny, that he spent too much money or something. He'll find something wrong with it. So... I think we knew this was going to be £100 million all along. Well, we've got there in the end. And on have. that note, I think we actually have to start the show okay. after 25 minutes. So we're going to start with the one in, which I think is going to be difficult now because, uh, I mean, Rice effectively, well, 
I'm not going to say effectively. Rice nearly done. Rice is nearly at the boil. Um, Havertz done. Timber, let's say halfway there. Uh, we can't pick those three guys. So let's go with the caveat that we can't pick those three to be the ones to come in. So Danny, I'll start with you. Any player that Arsenal, I think, could realistically sign that you would like to see come to the club this summer? That's a hard one because most of the positions are filled. So I think I'm going to have to go um, for... It depends on where um, um, Havertz is going to play because he's six foot four. And according to reports, he's really good at defending corners. And he's quite decent at corners because we've seen all season with Martinelli and Saka putting in wonderful balls. And poor old Jesus is standing on a chair and still can't reach, reach the ball to header it in. And when Eddie gets um, up to the head, he just hits him in the head and goes wherever he wants. And he's terrible at it. So if if we're going to use him as that attacking old-fashioned number nine, then oh, if we're not going to use that, then I'd say someone like Vlahovic, who is leaving Juventus they've because they're skinned. They've already got their replacements in. I think they've got Adrias Milik from, uh, is it Marseille? Who, who's uh, just another Eden Dzeko, another style player like that. I want someone who can score loads of goals, who is young-ish, mid, early to mid-20s, who's going to come and do that now. Um, Juventus need the money. We were linked with him before, and I'd love to see somebody like that come in who, who's going to score the goals. But it may be that they're not going to do that because we've got Jesus, who I really love Jesus, but so often we saw last season, he plays on both the wings. He can play in all four or five front positions. So, But if we get someone like Vlahovic, then he's just going to play in that one position and score goals. I mean, saying that, for we, we scored an amazing number of goals last season, but we also wasted a lot of chances. That's, that's the only real position, isn't it? I mean, we could maybe do with another decent centre-back but then if he does, the new centre-back does come in, then there may be, who's going to come in that's decent? It's going to be fourth or fifth choice because you're never getting past Gabriel and Saliba. So I'm going to go with someone up front who's going to be an actual proper striker. So Vlahovic. Yeah, Vlahovic is a great shout. I think um, to have the luxury of a completely different profile to Jesus would just be, it would be that luxury. I mean, I think City have got it really perfect in the way they've got Alvarez and Haaland. I mean, two very contrasting players that can also play together, but offer something completely different stylistically. I think that's the one part of City's team that I'm really envious of because, you know, the drop-off from Jesus to Nketiah is it is quite dramatic, if we're being honest. And that's why I'm quite eager to see Balogun giving a go. It's a real shame that, you know, a lot of what we're reading is that he doesn't want to... Um, I don't want to say he doesn't want to fight for his place. That might be giving off the wrong impression, but he wants to be first choice somewhere. I, t- I totally get that. Uh, but it would be good to see him vie for a spot with Jesus. I think that'd be so good for us. But um, Amanda, quickly coming to you to get your thoughts on this. How important do you think it would be to have a... Now, let's not say a Vlahovic because he's going to cost a load of money, but if, for Arsenal to sign, say, a Giroud-esque type player who's totally different to what Jesus offers. Oh, yeah, but we need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. But I have to interrupt you for some breaking news. Oh, God. <laughs> Kai, Her- Kai Havertz has written an open letter to Chelsea because it's been leaked that he says, I would have preferred for you to hear my thoughts on leaving Chelsea first for myself before, blah, blah, blah. This isn't my style. It upsets me. He's left a whole big thing on Twitter. Uh, well, it's on his thing. So that's obviously a done deal, as we knew. And it wasn't done by Arsenal. That was a German promo, apparently. So that has just broken while we're live, people. So that is definite. Then he said goodbye to Chelsea. Um, sorry, I haven't done any research on this tonight. What did you just ask me? Because I'm so excited about Declan Rice and Kai Havertz that 
I'm all over no, That's all right. I think, I think we all are. That's why I'm we've done half head, an hour James. on the topic. I'm so unprofessional, you know you, that. You that, just message saying stick to the topic and you're not even <laughs> doing the topic. No, you're the one that's gone off topic. It's breaking news. I know. We never have breaking news that's exciting. But um, Amanda, it was just a really quick one. All I was going to yeah, ask go was we've got Jesus. If we were to have a different type of player, let's say someone like Olivier Giroud, six foot four, maybe Kai Havertz, but I'm thinking of someone that can really hold the ball up back to goal. Jesus does do that, but I'm just thinking of someone in a completely different mould that, you know, can get his head on it. Um, you know, maybe we can put a few crosses into the box. How good would that be for us? Fabulous. We need that. I'd like Ivan Tony, but he's not playing for about five years, is he? Someone like that would have been superb. But yeah, I think I love Jesus, but we do need something different. Correct. I'm not going to go off topic unless something else gets announced. It'd be nice. And I, I know a lot of people are calling out for another striker. I think we have got options there. You know, in Ketia aside, we showed we could play Trossard there. And I do think we've had it. So although, yeah, I don't know where he's going to play, to be honest, whether he's going to be the eight or whether he's going to be a rotational option at centre-forward. Maybe we'll see him played out wide. But given his height, I do think there is a real opportunity for him to potentially fill that centre-forward role if Jesus was out, if he wanted to change formation, or even mm. if we were really going gung-ho to play Jesus and Havertz up top. I mean, that could be really exciting. So um, options are plenty. But JJ, coming to you, mate. Who's your one in for Arsenal this summer? So I've watched all the past episodes and they've all been forwards. Everyone's wanted forwards. Um, I like to be unique and I like to be different. Uh, so for me, I have gone for Philip Billing from Bournemouth as a rotational option at number six and potentially at number eight. And if you want to, he can also play as a number 10. Uh, the reason I've done that is, again, all our other number sixes, they're all under six foot. This guy's six foot four. And he scores goals. His assists are very low, but I feel that he can improve them. Um, he, might, he might lack mobility, but I think if you've got the fast players around him, I think he'd improve. Um, if you're looking at all the money that we're spending, we've spent quite a lot. So Lavia, as much as I think he'd be great, I do feel he's probably going to go to Liverpool and he's going to cost a lot of money. You can get billing for 18 to 20 mil. The, he hasn't got to adapt. He's not a kid. He's played in this league for a very, very long time. And you know you know, you can trust him out there if you put him out there. So, yeah, I've gone for Philip Billing at Bournemouth. Billing's a great shout, to be fair. It's not one that even crossed my mind. But I remember looking at him towards the end of last season and thinking, wow, this guy is a serious player. I mean, even, even I like when him a lot. Played... Yeah, no, yeah. I like. I, I totally get what you mean about having such a big guy in the middle of the park. I remember when they came and played us at the Emirates when we had that dramatic last last winner, and he was like really dominant in the midfield and towards the end of the season was really getting amongst the goals. So if you are looking for an alternative that's going to be relatively low cost, I don't think there's going to be clubs sniffing around him. Um, so that's a really good shout. Whether Arsenal will go in for him or not, I don't know, but I love the idea of it. But um, before we go into our one outs, you can tell Amanda's just itching to get it off her chest. What is it, Amanda? <laughs> Arsenal have announced. We keep moving forward. Kai Havertz is a gooner, official on their website. So obviously he wasn't happy it was leaked. It was all time together. And it's a really good video that everyone's going to watch after the show. There we go. That's two oh, bits of breaking this, news. This, this has just been... I, I'm struggling not to pass out here. This has been a beautiful <laughs> evening. We've agreed a fee for Rice. Kai Havertz has been announced. We're on the same old Arsenal podcast. I mean, God almighty. And I've got sausages. 
You've got some and burgers, mate. And burgers. Don't forget that. Thank you, that Oliver Fourway. Havertz just been announced. I know we've just seen it. I'm watching the, the thing. It's so exciting. It's like breaking news the whole time. We're gonna go to one in. What have we done now? One out. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've, we've we done our ins. And now Danny. You put one gonna... player in, one player out. <laughs> In out. That's funny. Go on, let the, let the man talk, Daddy. Who are you having as your out? No, party, get lost. That Don't need him. One. Can't have a, a marquee player who only turns up when he can be asked. When he's on his game last season, he was one of the best in the world for game after game after game. And when you're getting paid the big bucks and you've got the, the prestige player that he is and he doesn't do it, no, and plus he's got this stuff that the personal stuff that that's going to be a whole bucket load of sausage worth of trouble, and we don't need that at the club. We don't need to be associated with that. Other clubs have been through stuff, and the player doesn't play. Do you, I don't want my club to be associated with anything like that. Do you worry slightly that. though that in a footballing sense it's going to leave us potentially a little bit light if say Rice was to have an injury? Xhaka, unpack those bags, son. You're having another season. That's a beautiful Simple idea, isn't it? But I mean, look, let's let's be honest. I think we're all of the opinion that Jack is probably going to leave. He seems to have got that deal with Bayer Leverkusen. Um, if they both go, Danny, do you, do you not worry about, you know, depth? Um, Not really. I really like um, James's idea. Uh, that he's that bloke. Didn't he score a goal in like 10 seconds against us this season? Mm-hmm. I just had a look at his stats. He scores goals. He's just come up from the championship, scored seven Premier League goals. He's a Danish international. He's a he's a bit of a monster, and we like people like that. And Bournemouth, no one's even going to turn up at Bournemouth. And there's just going to be an answer machine. We just have to leave a message because everyone's gone. Everyone's on holiday and say, "Well, we'll have him." And they go, "Okay, how much do you want? Eighteen million? Oh, all right, certainly. We'll send it around in cash. We'll PayPal you. Well, no, like the cool kid said, we'll monzo you the money." No problem. Matter of fact, make it 20 million. Why not? No problem. Get it done. Lovely. Bit of experience in the middle as well. I'm really warming to the idea of it now. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Arsenal go in for it. I mean, maybe tomorrow, if they watch this podcast, we'll see a, a cheeky 20 million bid go in. But just imagine, like, billing in the midfield along with Havertz, along with, say, Erdogan. I mean, Erdogan's not the biggest, but that is a big midfield. Like, that is superior when you've got Gabriel and Saliba behind them with Timber. Uh, I mean, it's a physical it's like team. The complete opposite of Wenger's dwarf days, yeah. isn't it? I was just thinking that it is complete, uh, complete mirrored universe. Not even. Yeah. It's like the Matrix. What am I saying? That's, but, um, <laughs> that's the one, mate. That's the one. But JJ, for you, who you have it out? So, Amanda, you know me. You know what I hate, don't you? In terms of Arsenal, Robbie, North London forever. <laughs> Half and half scarf. I hate that song as well. But, but you know what else I hate the most? I hate people that steal a living. Renarsson, £780,000 a year. Get out my club. You're a thief. You're an absolute thief. Get him out. Get him out. He puts lure pack on his gloves before games. I don't trust him. I've, you know, I don't like goalkeepers like that. He's a mistake waiting to happen. Get it. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. And he turned down going to Anderlecht because the wages weren't good enough. So I'm like, yeah, because he, he knows he's getting £780,000 a year sitting at Arsenal, letting the contract rot. So yeah, for me, get rid of Renarsson and do it Yeah, I, I remember when Renarsson first came in and I, I wasn't expecting much from him, but he played a few of those early Europa League games and I thought, oh, he's, he's okay. But then was it one of those games where he came on as a substitute after Leno got a red card and I just thought, nah, 
no, 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 no. This, this can't be allowed to be our number two. Um, I don't think he's actually going to be sold. I have a horrible feeling that he will probably go out on loan again until his contract runs down, which, you know, if the club are paying their full wages, his full wages, then so be it. I'm not really fussed, but, you know, he's, he's definitely not got a future at Arsenal with all due respect to him, but he is Iceland's number one mentally. Um, but, yeah. I thought it was Kerry Katona was Iceland's number one. <laughs> that is uh that's a that's a low blow jj come on um yeah that's our house done amanda come to you is there anyone at all that you want to see come out i know you didn't want me to come to you but no don't come to me who do i want out um i think i'm sort of done and i, I really ha- you know me i'm too nice um but i think time's up with Rob Holding I know it's probably the easiest choice I feel like for him he should move on and let him go to a club and let him play his football but I'm get we need quality and he's just not enough quality for us yeah and I think Rob Holding um if we do sign Timber I mean they're I mean, he'd be fifth choice centre-half. I don't think there's realistically a route for him to be playing regularly at Arsenal. And we saw that it was quite detrimental when he played a lot last season. Um, I thought it was absolutely fine in those two games when we played, was it Palace and Leeds at home? He's fine for those sort of games. But when Mm. the pressure's mounting and when he's got to have a sustained run, that's where, you know, his faults really do become evident. But I think he could have a really good career at, you know, someone like an Everton, a Crystal Palace, go there, play week in, week out. You know, he's he's going to have his... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Let him have... He's, he's done his duty for us. He stepped in when he could, when we needed him. Um, let him go and play his football somewhere else, exactly at those clubs you said, James, those sort of clubs. And we get some fresh legs in our squad. We've got nobody coming through the youths that is going to be um, first team ready. And then we've seen at the end of last season, we do need someone to be back up because we can't next season is going to be a 65 game season. And who yeah. else are you going to get of that quality? Who's going to be perfectly happy to stay at the club. He's a magnificent influence around the club, just like El Nenny is. And what would we get for him? 10 million? I wouldn't take the risk. He's a wonderful human being. He's got great hair. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he's happy to stay and, you know, be a bit part player, um, and except they might not even make the bench sometimes, then, you know, I've not really got an issue with it. I mean, his wages aren't going to be astronomical. Um, but I just think in terms of him getting football, I just can't see it happening because we've got Tommy Astley that can play centre-half. We've got White that can play centre-half. Saliba, Kivy or Timber, if he comes in, I just don't see a route for him playing, you know, a lot of football apart from the League Cup next season. I Tommy Astley's going to stay. You're not bringing in Timber, who is a direct replacement in every position for Tommy Ashu. Tommy Ashu had two seasons, two seasons of injuries. He's not built for the Premier League. He's got. He's, he'll probably be on his way. God, that's a bold call. You really think that? Well, he's not good enough, is he? He's a great player on his day, but I mean, he injured himself in the last time he played by stre- overstretching for a ball. And in, and and again, you you can't have a player who's permanently injured for one reason or another. We had it with um, KT. And he sorted himself out. All of his main three injuries were all different injuries. But it seems every time... But some players just can't cope with the speed of the game in the Premier League. In Italy, as we all know, it's a little bit more... A little bit slower, a little bit more time to do stuff. And uh, players are protected a little bit more, even though the Italian players are, are quite rough. But it's not suited to the game. And it's a shame because it's, it's wonderful to have... Uh, have a Japanese player at the club because um, all the all the uh, Japanese fans are going to go. Oh, who's he play for? Uh, is he fit yet? Is, is he no. fit? No. no. 
I love uh, Tom Yeso. I'm hoping but... he's back for pre-season. I'm not sure if that's confirmed, but I, I, it might be that he, you know, he's back a little bit later. But I think I, I would be inclined to keep Tom Yasu because I think similarly to what we saw with Tierney this season, if he's playing a role predominantly from the bench, then I can't think of a period where Tierney was, you know, apart from one or two games where he was injured. So if he's available on the bench to come in, I think he is such a useful asset to have. But like you say, Danny, if he's going to have another injury-plagued season, then I wouldn't get rid of him this summer. But, you know, January next summer, that's when I think you'd have to start asking the question. But again, another player we could go on about. He's missed, all he's day. missed 36 games in two it's seasons. It's a lot. It's a that's lot. Nearly, it? that's, nearly a, that's nearly a full season of games. And in one of those seasons, we didn't even have Europe. Exactly. So it's, uh, it is, it is damning. And it's so weird because he's such a physical guy. Like he's a big, big player. Looks so strong, so powerful. But yeah, seems to break down. But um, yeah, on that note, JJ, come to you, mate. You're one player in this Arsenal team that you think is going to bang next season? Well, again, I've watched every episode and it's been Saliba, Martinelli, Odegaard and Nelson. So to be different, I'm going to go with Trossard. I I think he got 10 assists in 20 games and he only scored one goal. But I feel his output's going to continue. And I think in the Champions League, as well as in the Premier League, he is a great option to have. Do you see him starting much for Arsenal next season? Potentially, yes. If... And again, if, if people from the club are listening, as well as people from England are listening, you don't have to play Bukayo Saka in every single football match. I know he's brilliant <laughs> and you want to do it, but you don't have to. There's this so, thing so called do you rotation. Think could it's play amazing. On the right? Trossard can play anywhere. He can play anywhere across that front three and can play as a number 10. Is he as effective as he is on the left? No, probably not. But he can do it. He can do all of it. You know, Nelson, you've just you've given a hundred grand a week to Nelson. You played him for a hundred and seventy-one minutes last season. You've got to trust him. Now you've given him a hundred grand. Mikel's got to trust him more. You know, I, if you're not going to rest Saka for Trossard, then do it for Nelson. But I, I still feel my one to bang next season is Leando Trossard. He will be an unsung hero like Gabriel was, like we spoke about earlier for us this year. Yeah, it's hard to think of a bad game that Trossard had for Arsenal last season. The only one that springs to mind is the one at Forest away where just everyone was rubbish. But apart from that, he was really consistent in all the games, worked really hard, defensively fantastic. And like you say, he had the output to back it up with. I mean, 10 assists and a goal. I mean, given that he played five months with us, you can't grumble at that. Arguably, he's already banged. So uh, yeah, one hell of a useful player to have on our books. And, you know, I don't think any of us are missing the potential of Mudrick. Um, but for you, Danny, who's your one player in the team that you think is going to explode next season? <clears throat> like the Chinese calendar, you have the year of the rat, the year of the monkey, the year of the hedgehog, the year of the ferret. 2023-24 is going to be the year of the ESR. That boy, that he's coming back with a bang. He has got something to prove. And like JJ, I'm not going to pick a player who's really been done because it's obviously Saka or, or Havertz or something like that. But it's going to be ESR. We're going to be singing the We've Got ESR and Saka song again. Well, I won't be because I'm not going to go. But uh, if I was there, I'd be singing it on my own. Be me and JJ holding hands and, and singing it at the top of our voices. And it's just, he is that boy. People have got have short memories. The stuff that ESR did coming off the bench in 2022, no, 21-22, just like Saka, the Europa League made Martinelli, Saka and ESR. People forget that. And ESR is a magnificent player. Played for England. He can play in any one of those positions. And much like when you're starting off a new game of football manager, you want players who can play in all your best positions. And now we have got so many players. Trossard, 
ESR, Saka, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, or Smith-Rowe twice. All of those players can play in any of those positions. So if any of them get injured, someone else will come in. And he's, there's a reason why. Remember, also people forget about Martinelli. Oh, he's done at the club. But, um, Arteta doesn't like him. Oh, what a shame. He's a great player. He waited till he got back from injury. He gave him time to recover. And then he unleashed him last season and he turned everyone upside down. Smith-Rowe's going to do the same. Well, he better do. I thoroughly hope so, because like you say, I, I loved him the season before last. And even the season before that, I mean, he was such an important player for this Arsenal team. And his goal contributions, I am not, ex- I wouldn't put pressure on him to get you know 10 goals and 10 assists next season. But 10 overall goal contributions, I think, given he's coming off the back of this injury and such a stop-start season, I, I think that's got to be the aim for him. If he could get to 15 goal contributions, fantastic. But um, if he can just be more involved in the team, that's going to be a big plus. And I think given that he's going to have the opportunity i think to play in that left eight role uh and and you know across the front three as well so many options available to him and i love the fact that the club was so adamant right at the start of the window he's not going anywhere and i love that he's gone away with england and uh, okay it's the under 21 he he, was playing all over for him at the minute and Mm. but he's getting amongst the goals the goal he scored the other night was fantastic the way he just ran around is wilshire-esque it was almost rosicki-esque um that's who he really reminded me of the way he just accelerated changed the play Beautiful finish as well. I hope to see more of that next season. Um, and Amanda, I know you're a big Smith-Rowe fan. Uh, how great would it be to see him back amongst the goals next uh, next campaign? I just think Arteta knows what he's doing with him. Slow, easy, back in, similar to what Martinelli did, is what Danny said. Um, I think it will be his season next year. If it's not and he doesn't produce... I can see someone coming in from the end of next season. I don't want that at all because I think he's a fantastic prospect. It was just a little bit unlucky with um, the injury. We met someone on holiday last summer that spoke about um, an ex-footballer, actually. We met in a hol- in um, on holiday. and We were talking about players and he said if ESR could get his groin sorted, he'd be okay. I didn't even know yeah. he had a groin problem at that point. Um, so hopefully got it sorted, unleash, and he could be the one that bangs. I think that's what you say on this show. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to see it. Him and Vieira, I think, are in for very exciting seasons because... Uh, Vieira was my other choice. Yeah, I, I think with Rice coming in, it just gives us a little bit more security defensively. You know, whether he's going to play as an eight or a six, I think just his presence and ability to cover so much space will allow someone like Vieira or Smith-Rowe to just do what they do best, get into positions, get into pockets of space and just be the creative outlet we need them to be. So this Rice signing, I don't think it should be underestimated because I really do think it's going to allow the likes of these more fringe players to take their game to the next level. Um, but I think that's it from me, Amanda. I'm now happy to hand over to you for the uh, for the questions oh. and the conclusion of the show. I'm like your little assistant, I know. Right, um, just different things I'm going to bring up. Karen Russell, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Thank you for all your brilliant comments tonight, by the way. Can you mention that the Cronkies have spent very big on players in the States, which is why they've won trophies recently, and now it's our turn? I wonder why all of a sudden, boys and girls, that they're spending money because they haven't really gone this far with us. That is for sure. Well, they've they've finally got full ownership. And I think now, considering that Stan's moved away and Josh has come in and bear in mind all that Super League debacle you know I remember Akil screaming at him (laughs) you know I think he started to learn 
And you know what? I think he started to like football as well. I used to get the opinion that this is just a portfolio piece. I don't really like this sport. Don't really understand this sport. But I think he he's come here. He likes it. He understands it. You know, when the uh, Nuggets the other day won the basketball playoff, they all went to some big elaborate party and they were all drinking out of this, drinking out of that. The whole time he had his black Arsenal cap with his gold cannon on. He didn't take it off. the Every mm. picture he had that on. And he said, they're the last. I've won everything. Like that comment just said, they've won yeah. everything with every other team they own but us. And he's like, next is, I want Arsenal to do it. So here we go, you know, to spend 105 million on a player, it's a big statement of intent. How much With did all... Carl Roberts cost us? Do we know? 65. 65. Yeah. <laughs> they just spent £170 million pounds on two players. Well, this is it. Tonight. Everyone keeps talking about, you know, we're like the Avengers, Arsenal. We go through this phase, <laughs> then this phase, then this. The next phase is winning. It's the winning phase now. And hopefully that's what we're going to do. You know, we come Fresh back. We were we were two games away from winning the league this year. Let's see how close we get the next one. Got to yes, get that train. Man. Me and Carl got to get that train back up. You know, Sultan Muradhan, friend of the show. Question to the panel: Who else do you think Arsenal need to bring in to bridge the gap on Man City? Should we go Bad to Danny hey. on that one? <laughs> need someone up front who's going to score you thirty goals a season, or have players in the team that are going to help you reach 90 Premier League goals. But the other way to do that, look at that, would be depth in, in the squad in defence so that you don't have to need to score 90 Premier League goals to win the title. You only concede 15 Premier League goals because our number of goals we conceded last season was an absolute joke. From Christmas onwards, we were an absolute mess at the back. Sometimes injuries, sometimes Ramsdale. But I think Ramsdale saved us more times than he cost us. Every one of those players will have had uh, another season to gel. Ramsdale isn't going to be the, 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 his best goalkeeper until he's 30, 31, 32. He's, what, 25 now? Mm. So it, it may, next season might not be our season, maybe not the one after that. But if this squad stays together, then maybe two or three seasons' time, the Wits going to keep getting better and better and fine-tuning everything. But either get someone who's going to score loads of goals or stop the defence from letting in goals because... Uh, Remember George Graham used to say, first thing you do when you join a new club is sort out the defence and goals will come. Which Wenger didn't need to do, did he, Danny? It no, was sorted, which was lovely. Um, was. OK, right, this is interesting. I was thinking this this afternoon, driving home when it was virtually defo about deckers. Um, I wonder what... Don't do not do that, Elgirl, call Jay. Uh, I wonder what Wenger is thinking just now. James, um, I hope James. that I hope that Mikel wins the league is what I probably think he's thinking. Yeah, yeah but I, I think what he's alluding to is the fact that over the years, the barren years of, you know, could you imagine Wenger ever spending this relatively, say, 70, 80 million, 90 million on something on a player? Look, I don't, I don't want to upset a lot of people because I think well, I already okay, have. I, well, I think I've already rolled a few anyway tonight with what I've said. Um, that man wasn't stubborn. You know, Mikhail Arteta, what I will say is he has the balls to go to him. I want this and I want that. And I don't think Arsene Wenger did it. I don't think Wenger pushed enough. Okay. But take that out of the equation, what he was doing towards the end of his tenure anyway, just from a tactical point of view, just wasn't good enough. <laughs> Let's be honest. Dana, you got anything to add to that? 
uh, just tactical, like like um, like James was saying. Just the only thing we can remember Wenger did back in the the last few days was sixty eight minute sub. That's it. That's the only thing we could rely on. Yeah, it's a shame. I know. Um, yeah, I sort of I was thinking about that before thinking those days. Right back to Havertz. Barry Byrne, welcome to the show. Hi, Baza. Havertz position is going to be interesting, along with Timber. Likely, what is that going to mean? With Shenchenko or for Shenchenko? Nothing. Nothing Nothing will change. You just potentially have two players doing the same thing on either side. Um, you, you can overpack the midfield, hopefully get people on transition. And then if they do lose it and get countered, you've got, again, going on Wenger, he used to call Torre and Campbell the battering ram. Well, if they're a battering ram, then I don't know what Saliba and Gabriel are because <laughs> they're pretty impressed. You know, I don't fancy either of them losing a foot race nine times out of ten. Mm. So, yeah, you, you just you just get exactly the same. It's just flips over on each side. Anyone else got anything to add to that? No, I think I, I, I think it's just, yeah, basically what, what you say there, JJ. I do also think it potentially opens the door for Kieran Tinning to play more because I think if Timber was to play on that, right side of the defence and Tierney could, you know, slot in as that almost third centre-half and then go into a left-back role, you know, out of possession. I, I really do think that's an opportunity for him and one of the reasons why he might stay, although I think it's highly unlikely. Uh, but, I mean, equally, you could see Kivior play in that left-back role. Uh, so, I think there's options there, you know, whether you want to really go ball dominant and play Timber and Zinchenko. Uh, I'm talking about the guy like we've already got him, but let's say we do then you might have a situation where let's say we're playing you know, Forrest at home on the opening day and we've got Timber at right back, we've got Zinchenko at left back. When we're in the ball, on the ball, we might have like six midfielders playing at once because they're both inverting, which is a very exciting prospect. Defensively would leave you very open, but um, tactically those players are just genius. So very excited about all the potential possibilities we've got. And that's what we need because we didn't have it last season. Versatility and possibilities, that's what it gives us. Right, well, following on from that comment, James, Sultan's got another question for you all. Do you think Arsenal have addressed or will address all the problem areas that Soros drop off last season? What, James, is it? Me? Yeah, yeah, you go. Go on. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Um, there's still, like we said earlier, there's going to be a period of time now where we're probably not going to get more signings. So just everybody calm down. And then we'll get, <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get a few out the door. And then we might get another one, maybe two towards the end. But yeah, I, I feel that we've done the nucleus of what we needed to do now. And then, you know, we'll go forward from there because it all depends on who we sell. You know, you, you get rid of a Tierney, you might want another out and out left back. You get rid of a Balogun or an Eddie, you might want another striker. You never know, you might sell both Balogun and Eddie then you've definitely got to buy a striker. So you just, all depends on what we're going to be doing. Anyone got anything to add to that? It's all got to be done before pre-season starts. Arteta said thinking. that at the end of the season. And we've got the USA Tour and everyone, all the business will be done. All the ins will be done. The outs, maybe have to wait until transfer deadline day to get some of those players out because we've got decent players that we no longer need that don't fit. Yeah. I think if we'd have just signed Rice alone, I would have been really happy, to be honest with you. That's how important I think he is for us. And the 
acquisition of habits i'm not sure if the club saw that as opportunistic because of the chelsea situation they had to sell before the end of june so that might have been one that was on their radar but because he he was made available we we went and suits of him i think if we are to bring anyone else in there'll be more opportunistic signings um apart from ones that are you know maybe a bit more premeditated like lavia but i think we'll read the market we'll see what happens over the next two months and then if something arises which it almost certainly will if we've got enough players off our books and raise some more funds then um why not but i think the key issues that we needed to address center half and midfield we've done that but i think one more midfielder would um certainly wouldn't go amiss okay um that's it for our questions tonight um james have you got anything else to say what one yeah well cool jay sorry oh no, thank you very much for having me on and i hope i hope people enjoyed it and i haven't upset you too much i don't think you've upset anyone i can't see anyone in the uh in the i always comments. i upset people by breathing amanda so you know true it's just it's the way it is you are my nemesis <laughs> And I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. <laughs> Danny, um, anything to add to the most amazing sort of last hour? Just go on Twitter, find all the morons that said this wouldn't happen and just say, you're all right, you're having a good day. I will be later. I've got one screenshotted from seven days ago. And that's how petty I can get occasionally when someone comes for me. Um, just just as a little um, promo for a friend of our show, Bearded, if you want to carry on talking at nine o'clock tonight, Bearded Gooners, straight after these buttes, hop on over to Big the BG Media and join the Loose Cannons for more Declan Rice talk. Um, Bearded Moon... I can't even... Sorry, sorry. Bearded, Bearded Moon... <laughs> Bearded Mona, Bearded Guna Media is on YouTube. It's going to be exactly like this and you'll be able to ask him questions. Great guy. Carry on talking. Listen, it's fantastic. What an evening. Um, Captain, you got any more to say before I carry on and tell everybody what's coming up? No, last thing from me would just be Arsenal operated in a way that I've not seen in my lifetime really just uh, I'm loving how professional it is how quick we are to act and how aware the club are of the problems that need to be rectified and just how good the uh, pure and refreshing the club is from top to bottom we've got owners that are invested and want to make things happen when previously we've really doubted them we've got a manager that we truly believe in we've got a sporting director who people want to you know, throw stick at, but he's doing an absolutely fantastic job. And we've got a group of players that I absolutely adore. You know, it's such a good time to be an Arsenal fan. Gonna have to do a new documentary, James. I think you're gonna have to do oh, a new one. Gonna have to boot I'd it love out, to. mate. <laughs> I'd love to get Mikel in my room. That sounds weird. Anyway, <laughs> move on. Um, great show tonight, boys. Really enjoyed it. Normally I'm in the chat room watching this, but it was really interesting, good, good fun, and the fact that we had breaking news. I I like that I've broke the news so exciting um coming up next week is um we've got a break on the weekend because i'm knackered but next wednesday young christopher who normally hosts this show is back from his holly bobs and will be hosting another one of these one in one out one bang show uh, with two fantastic guests again we are spoiling you. And then I'm back Sunday week with some really, really good Guna girls. Um, please subscribe to us all over social media, all over audio and YouTube, because we've got some really good shows. We're going all the way through the summer. 
all the way. And it's an amazing evening. And never in my lifetime did I think completely 105 million pound would be spent on a player. It's so exciting. Don't let anyone bring you down. Enjoy it. Because I'll tell you something, what a season we're going to have. It's just going to be incredible. And as Carl says, can you hit the like button, button, please, on the way out? Please subscribe. And unless anyone else has got anything to say, no. I'll say my famous little words and we're going off. Everybody, enjoy your evening. Thank you, Captain. See you all soon. Thanks to these two wonderful guests, Danny and LL Cool J. Always Arsenal. Always Arsenal. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.